Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Something to Talk About. I'm Randy Wartalski, and you're listening to the Nahum Siegel Network. Thanks to everyone who tuned into our show last week, and congratulations to listener Judy, who picked up a pair of tickets to Jew in the City's big Orthodox Jewish All-Stars event taking place later this month. Our thanks to the Jew in the City herself, guest Allison Josephs, for spending some time with us, and that is truly an event you don't want to miss. And now... How often do we go out of our comfort zone to share what is important to us with the rest of the world? Well, the Internet makes it easy to share, to blog, to write, to express in video. But one Israeli woman is using her experience abroad to share a little bit of Israeli culture and a lot of Israeli style to women all over the world. It's a story of discovery, a story of humanity, and the story of how an idea shaped by an experience is becoming a booming business. I'm thrilled today to welcome Nava Fried, who joins us live on the phone from Jerusalem, to tell us her story and how you can be a part of her adventure. And pay attention, everyone. Once again, you can win today, this time a gift card to Nava's online boutique, lilach.com. Just listen to today's show and answer a question about it tomorrow morning on JM in the AM with Nahum Siegel. You can be a winner or surprise your loved one with something special this Hanukkah. Nava, thanks so much for joining us. Let's start by introducing you to our listeners. Who is Nava Fried and what is Lilach.com? Um, so basically, uh, Lilach.com is a website that uh, my husband and I, we started recently, uh, about six months ago. Um, we try to bring a little bit of Israel to a lot of people all over the world, a lot of women, who are looking for a little bit of a personal connection with Israel, a little bit more than um, than uh, just hearing about Israel and hearing about the touristy sites, and they just want that 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 personal connection um, to everything. Uh, you know, there are a lot of there are a lot of people out there who believe very strongly in you know supporting Israel through buying up Israeli products. And I recall a bunch of years ago. Um, when people weren't traveling to Israel so much because, you know, it was dangerous or whatever, uh, there were people who brought Israeli vendors. I mean, I live in New York. So there are people who brought Israeli vendors to New York to share their wares so that people could support Israeli vendors and could buy Israel. Is that one of your aims with your website? Well, we're trying to get it out there. We don't feel that we actually have to um, come to where everybody is. We can actually do it online. And the way our website actually works is basically we have we have about uh, 25, 30 designers, and we're adding more every day. And um, and the designers actually send the products. So they make their things from their home. These are women that they have children, and they have these home businesses where in Israel they go to um, – there's all sorts of fairs and before holidays and all sorts of things that are – going on, um, and they want to reach out to people around the world, and they're actually trying to do this over the web. They're not looking to go all the, all over the world. They're looking to stay here and sell the products in Israel. And right, so what's interesting it. is that through the website, you can reach people all over the world, and on the other side of the world, people can buy Israel Israeli items from Israeli designers who are in Israel from the comfort of their own home. Yes, exactly. So everybody can just stay at home and um, and shop online and buy everything from these Israeli women. And these women can continue to create their things. And there's no need to travel anywhere. And we ship it all from here. And it just works out perfectly. 
In a moment, we're going to tell the listeners what kind of items you sell on your site. But let's take a step back. You got the idea for your website from an experience that you had working in St. Louis. Tell us about that. Um, so I did my second year of national service, uh, just like a lot of Israeli girls do uh, when they decide not to go to the Army um, for whichever reasons. You know, I decided I didn't want to go to the Army because I thought that I can contribute more in my national service, and it's all about contributing to your uh, to your country and as much as you can, and that's what everybody wants to do as soon as they finish high school. And everybody loves I love Israel, and... Um, and I'm just looking to contribute the, the best that I can. And that's exactly, that, that's a time span that you have. You have two years to contribute. So the first year I was in Israel, and the second year I decided that I could probably do a really good job in the States. Um, so I went, uh, so I was, uh, the people that are in charge of, uh, of sending the girls uh, thought that it would be best if I went to St. Louis. And, uh, and it was true, and it was a really amazing year, and it was so amazing, and I felt that I was teaching about Israel and telling people about Israel, and just, you know, everybody knew about all these touristy sites, but nobody really met me, like, as, as an Israeli girl, as an Israeli woman, um, and, and I felt that the connection was much deeper when I personally was there, and I told, I told everybody, um, about everything, and, and I was, I was there, and, uh, what were some of the specific it. things that you did in St. Louis? Did you work in the school or you worked in with the community? We worked, we, the, the girls in St. Louis do a really amazing job and they work so hard and it's just amazing because we worked in so many schools. When I was there, there were three different, uh, schools. There was an Orthodox school and a Reform school and a conservative school and we were only two girls there. Now they have four girls. Um, and we just worked in all the schools, and we ran all the programming, and we worked in Washington University there, and we did a we did the Hebrew table um, where we spoke to with students, and we ran uh, the youth group there. We ran Bnei Akiva, and we did all sorts of things in the community, and you really felt part of the community. It's part of it, you know. You're so far away from home, and it's hard for a whole year to be away from home, and and um, and it's such a challenge. But you feel like you're, you don't feel like you're missing home because all day you're just talking about your home and trying to share as much as possible from, from Israel and from your house and, and from how things are done here. And it's not even hard to do because you just kind of be yourself and that's what everybody wants to see and everybody wants to get to know that people, the people from Israel and not necessarily the videos and people just want to get to know you. And uh, a lot of my time there was, was uh, speaking with people about Israel and teaching in Hebrew schools that if they didn't meet me, they would have never met anybody from Israel and they would have never known anything about anyone um, from Israel. And um, I believe that a lot of girls who do national service around the world, that's mainly their job. Their job is to bring a little bit of Israel to these communities. And these communities are so thirsty and they want it so much and they they just want the connection and, um, and they want to bring the connection to them. They want the connection where they are. And we felt that we were, we were doing exactly that. And it was an amazing year. And we just, you know, we, we taught like Sunday schools and, and we did the Bat Mitzvah program and we just were in every single program in the community. I felt like we kept on switching hats to, you know, whatever job was needed to talk about Israel. We were there and, uh, we got to meet so many amazing people and, so many people, and it was such an eye-opening experience, and the people are so warm and welcoming, and it just—it was just amazing. And we really felt that um, me and, and the girl that I went with, Yara, we really felt that we were doing a, 
a good job and we really felt meaningful for that year. And we felt like we were doing our national service because we didn't have to only do national service in Israel. You can do it anywhere because Jews around the world are also connected to the national service and Yeah, yeah, I think what you're saying is so true. And as somebody who's been the recipient recipient of, uh, you know, on the other side of the school and the community that is hosting, um, you know, the B'nai Akiva girls or the Shirut Lumi girls who come to spend their year with us, uh, you know, we rarely think about the impact that we've had on, you know, what you're calling the girls, you know, the Shirut Lumi girls who come. We rarely think about it that way. We only think about what we're getting out of it. But it sounds like you got a lot out of that experience as well. Yeah, we definitely, we, we learned so much about, about being away. And sometimes when you're away from something, you realize how much you love it and how much you miss it and how meaningful it is. And that's kind of how I felt about Israel, that I grew up here my whole life. Even though my family, uh, I moved to Israel when I was four from California, but, um, but I grew up here and I didn't really know a different, I didn't really know anything different. I mean, I grew up here. And, you know, being there and being so far away from here and realizing that this is where I want to be and this is what I want, this is what I want. And I'm, I so badly want to tell everybody how much I love my country and love, love being here. And it just made such a difference for me because you're just so far away from it. And when you're far away from things, you just realize how much, how much you love things. And, um, and I felt like I could really pass on that message. And it's just so amazing to see a lot of kids from St. Louis come here now and, and I get to meet them and see them and talk with them. And, and, you know, you never know what makes a difference. And you could just say one small thing and it could make all the difference to someone. Right. And right. by just being there. And, you know, you sound like a, like a self-starter. And I, I'm wondering how difficult is it when you come to a new place to, to run the programs that you ran, let's say, in St. Louis. or And in a moment we'll talk about how that impacted what you're doing now with your business. Um, but when you came to St. Louis, did somebody give you some orientation about these are the programs that you're supposed to run, or was it sort of up to you to decide how to to teach about Israel to the community? Well, every uh, community, because we were in three different communities, we were also in the Reform and Conservative and Orthodox, everyone wanted Israel from a different aspect. That's mm-hmm. how I saw it. And Israel, because Israel has so many aspects and so many ways of looking at it, it was amazing to see that every single school I could just, Talk about Israel, but from a different point of view. Interesting. So, I mean, you, you can only imagine, like, what kind, you know, what's, what the schools were interested in, what kind of, what kind of aspects they were interested in. Some were more interested, uh, in the Hebrew and, and teaching more Hebrew and talking in Hebrew and doing lessons in Hebrew and, you know, talking about the language. Some were more interested in the culture and talking about the culture and, the, and, and what, what Israeli people do and the streets and, and how, what it looks like and really bringing the, the culture, um, environment to them and some people just wanted us to talk about um the way we we celebrate holidays and the the way things are done here and how different it is from the states and it was just amazing for me as uh as someone who never really got to look on israel from the outside to actually go to st louis and see how all these schools are trying to give a little bit of israel in their own individual way and it was amazing and the people were amazing and and it was really great, great experience. It sounds like it was a life-changing experience for you. And then you went home, and what happened? I went home, and uh, and it was very hard. It's very hard to come home because you feel that after one, the whole year, and you're just, you know, you're somebody, and everybody knows who you are, and, and you're always busy, and you're always doing something for the community, and you come home, and you're just you again, but you're not really you because you changed so much in the past year. And you come home and it's different. 
Um, and I really wanted to continue it, but I just I couldn't leave Israel again. There's no way. I really wanted to continue doing what what I was doing, and I just I had to find a way. I don't know. I had to find figure out a way that I could you know be here and but still bring Israel and the personal personal part of it and and the to people in America and, and, and or to people around the world. And I was just thinking, like, what could I do and how could I how could I bring that impact over? Or maybe it's not going to be as big, but it'll still be some sort of impact. Um, so that's when I decided that uh, I, was, I was thinking of things that I like and things that I like to do. And and uh, growing up Orthodox, it's very hard to um, sometimes find uh, find uh, modest clothing and find all sorts of modest things or things that Jewish people, Jewish women would like or Jewish families are interested in or gifts or things that have to do with our daily life. And I was thinking about that and thinking about my daily life there and my daily life here. And I realized that here I can find, you know, there's so many different shops for, for all sorts of things that, that really, um, that really you can, that really women need. And, uh, and in the, in the States, it's harder. It's harder to find things, especially, I guess, in St. Louis. It's not, um, New York. Um, and it's harder to find, uh, all sorts of things that you would want and need as, as a Jewish woman. And that's when I decided to open up Lilach. And actually, Lilach has a little bit more of a meaning because Lilach is li velach. So for me and for you. So from one woman in Israel to another woman abroad or another family abroad. And that's exactly what we created. And uh, from then on, that's it just started from there. And it just since then, it picked up. And, and we've been really trying to promote these designers as much as possible and get their name out and their word out and who they are out. It's very important. And their personal personal story. Uh, I remember one time when um, when I was in St. Louis and uh, and we were we were at someone's house and and they were telling and someone said something to the hostess like, "Wow, your dress is gorgeous." And she said, "Yeah, I know it's really pretty, right? Because I bought it from Israel from so and so designer. And by the way, the spices and the food they're also from." from Israel, from the Shuk in Jerusalem. And by the way, this is also from Israel. And people just love telling where they got things from in Israel and, and how they got to those people and, and the stories behind it. And it's much more than just a dress. It's a lot more. It's a lot deeper than that. It's the story behind it. It's who, who you bought it from. It's the woman. It's, it's her, the designer. It's her story. It's her business. It's her home-based business. And, and that's what we're trying to bring. It's more than clothing. It's more than it's more than modest hair coverings or modest swimwear. It's a lot more than that. It's deeper, and that's really what we're trying to do. And I think that's a lot of things. That's a lot what the designers are doing. And I think that a lot like we from customers, they got such great feedback and telling us that they they never had these things before, and it's beautiful. And we have a lot of hair coverings also, tichels. And there were a lot of women that actually told me that they started covering their hair because they saw how fashionably designed our hair coverings are. And it's actually not as bad as they thought because mm-hmm. our hair coverings are so much nicer. And, you know, it's, it's a fulfilling, uh, it's kind of fulfilling in a way to hear those kinds of feedbacks that, you know, that people wouldn't dress maybe modestly if they didn't, um, if they didn't come to your website or wouldn't cover their hair if they didn't come to your website because, there's, there's a way to do things, and, and women in Israel know how to do them the best, and, and that's what we're trying to bring to everybody else in the world. There's no reason why we should keep this talent here, not bring it everywhere else, and not have it everywhere else. Right, and I think um, what you're saying is so true about the personal experience as well. I mean, 
people have stories that I, you know, that I've heard where you go to some little shop in Svat and they tell you about uh, the painting that they made and they put, they're putting their heart and soul into the items that they're creating and the, and their items are very, very unique. And when you come back from Israel and you bring a little piece of Israel back with you, it's a very, very long lasting feeling. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And it, it lasts forever. That's, that's the whole thing. And, you know, now it's expensive to come to Israel also all the time. So you can just come and get everything online and feel the same impact, have the same impact, tell the same stories about these amazing designers and, and have that sentimental, um, connection to all sorts of things. Right, right. And that's important. Okay, well, uh, we are talking with Nava Fried about um, her amazing website, lilach.com. And um, Nava's been telling us how she came to the idea of coming, of starting such a website. And we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to get into some of the details of some of the designers and who they are and what kinds of things they sell. And, um, and of course, Nava's going to tell us how you can be part of her adventure by going online and, and hearing about them as well. We'll be back in a moment with more of something to talk about right after this.
Amechad Shirachad, that was Ari Goldwag here on the Nachum Siegel Network, because of course we are all one nation from one end of the world to the other end of the world um, here in America, and we are talking with Nava Fried today live from Jerusalem. Welcome back to Something to Talk About. I'm Randy Wartelski, and you are listening to the Nachum Siegel Network. If you have any questions or comments about today's program, please do email me at randy at nachumsiegel.com. That's R-A-N-D-I at nachumsiegel.com. I love to hear from you and would love for you to get in on the conversation that way. So as I mentioned earlier, we're welcomed by uh, Nava Fried, who's talking to us about her e-commerce site, Lee Lach, which is a very, very unique site. And earlier, Nava, you told us that you had this idea for a website. You've got this great name. Where did you go with that? How do you get from an idea to actually putting this beautiful website together? We encourage everyone to, to go to leelach.com, L-E-E-L-A-C-H.com, and check it out. It's, it's really beautiful. So how did you get it off the ground? Um, so basically, we spoke about it. My husband and I, we spoke about it a lot and what our goals were and what we were planning on doing and how we were going to do this. And um, and we decided that we were just going to go for it and see what, what happens. It's a risk. But it was a risk that was definitely worth taking looking back at it six months ago. And um, we basically asked around and we tried to figure out the best platform to use and how, how to build a website and how to do it. And um and since then, we built it together, my husband and I, and um, and it's been growing ever since, and it's just been amazing. And um, how did you go about finding the designers? So, so basically, you're a marketplace, and designers yeah. sell their wares from your site, and as you said earlier, ship directly to the consumer from their own stores or their own shops. But how do you get the designers? Um, so there's a lot of fairs in Israel um, that go on around around the time of the holidays or in the summer, and um, I used to I would still and I still go walk around and you know talk to the designers see if they're if they have enough stock or enough stuff to to be able to put online and if their pictures are good and qual- high quality and and then uh, when I talk to them and I meet them and I mean so, you know you have to be amazing you have to be really good. And I spoke to them, and I realized that those are the designers that I want, and I select them and bring them onto my website, and um, and that's how we start. Um, and then a lot of it since then was just word of mouth, and you know, every day I get um, requests from designers all over Israel asking uh, to join the website and asking uh, to participate in in this uh, project. And is there some sort and, of vetting process? Like, have you had to turn people down? Have you had to turn vendors down for, you know, whatever reason, maybe not fulfilling? your vision of what kind of designers belong on your site or what kind of products they sell? Sometimes the products just weren't, um, weren't appropriate or they just didn't suit uh, what we wanted to uh, show from our website. Um, sometimes things there, there's some products that are that not everybody is so interested in, so we'd have to turn them away and tell them that it's just not the place and people aren't going to buy it on our site. And, um, and, and that's it. And we would just tell them, and we would try to find something else that would be more suitable. Or sometimes people's their pictures aren't good, or their prices are too high. You know, that's one other thing. We really try, as much as it's a designer and it's high quality products, we really try to keep the prices as low as we can. But a lot of times it's very hard because the designers really hand make everything. Everything's handmade, and everything's made by them. So there's only so much of uh, of prices that we can keep low. But sometimes we would just turn designers down because also we can't have so many designers all at once. You know, we want to add them gradually. So sometimes a designer would turn to us and we would tell her, just wait a month and we'll get back to you soon and we'll be able to add your product soon because it just gets really busy and hectic. 
Right. Around this time that should be your worst Monica. problem, right? Too many products should be yeah. your, your worst problem. Um, it, it's interesting also because when you're shipping overseas, I mean, I know that that, that shipping really is the, the the logistics of the actual vendor. But I once ordered, this was years ago already, I ordered um, an Israeli CD on an Israeli e-commerce site. And I guess the CD was all of like, you know, $9.99. And then you go to the checkout and the shipping is like $25. And I was like, uh, you know what? I don't think I'm going to buy the <laughs> CD and then pay more than the CD in the shipping. I mean, nowadays it's much easier because you can get a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of music online. So you don't have to rely on that. But um, I imagine that shipping overseas also adds to the cost. So you have to keep the cost of the product down so that you can make up for the shipping. So the shipping is uh, paid for separately, and the more you buy, obviously, the, the less the shipping is. So shipping can um, vary between $4 to $7, depending on how many items you order. So if you order a lot of items, obviously, it'll be around $4 an item, um, just because it ships also from different designers, so it, they come in different packages. If you order from a bunch of different designers, it'll come in different packages, which is fine. And, you know, there's some people, they get, like, three or four packages for one order, and we try to ship it out as soon as possible. Um, and how can you be... How can you be customer friendly from so far away? Let's say somebody orders something and they don't like the way it looks on them or it's the wrong size. Um, they have to go ahead and ship it all the way back to Israel. Yeah, so we try to um, to avoid that and we try to take really good pictures and, you know, allow people to really see the product before they buy it and have high quality pictures and, and really long descriptions on what exactly the product is. So we don't really have to receive returns as much as 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 much as possible, you know, we don't want the returns. We don't want people to be unhappy. We prefer just that they buy something because they really like it and they really want it and they know exactly what they're getting. So we really try hard to um, to describe every item the way the way it should be. Right. Also to minimize so what they're buying. the hassle of you know having to arrange for the return. I mean, it definitely is a hassle from both ends. So certainly you want people to be happy with their product. Uh, so I went online and I, and I looked up your, um, was looking about some of your designers. And as you said earlier, each of them has a very interesting story and they all live in Israel, obviously. And, um, let's just go through some of them. So Sarah Atali lives in the old city in Jerusalem. She designs tichels and she recently started to design jewelry and hair clips. Um, and what else can you tell us about Sarah? Um, so she she's pretty she's amazing and she designed gorgeous hair coverings like the type that you've never seen before they're really amazing and uh, you know they have so many layers on them and they're thick and they're warm for the winter so it's really perfect for the Jerusalem weather and perfect for the weather I guess in the states in the winter when it gets really cold and it's really warm and her designs are unique and she lives with her family in the old city it's pretty amazing. I mean, you know, to live in the old city, it's kind of like a place where you never really imagine someone actually living. Right. But here she is, you know, she has a studio, and she designs her hair coverings from there. And it's pretty amazing how you can really have a whole business, like, between the walls of the old city and really picking up something from, from there, from, from that area. It makes it much more special. Definitely. Quite quite a different uh, experience probably than shopping with Tamar Landau, who lives in Tel Aviv, one of Israel's biggest cities. She designs modern, modest clothing for women uh, that can be worn to work or every day, even for the holidays, longer sleeves, modest skirt lines. And the, and you write on your website, they're designed with thought and love. What else can you tell us about Tamar or her, her, her clothing line? Um, so 
so Tamara, she sells all over Israel. A lot of people, like, her name is very known. She's in every single sale, like, possible. Her stuff are in a lot of stores all over. Very popular in Israel, and, and her clothing are very popular. Very, um, very, like, they're good for, like, modern women who maybe want to go and work, and they're looking for the, the modest skirt that, like, gets down to the knee, or, you know, the shirt that's, like, a little bit more, uh, more, more designed, um, and there, and she's she she's inspired from all the designers in Tel Aviv, um, but she also knows and she meets the needs of a woman who is looking to dress modestly and dress the way that she wants, but dress nicely and fashion, fashionably, and that's what's important about it. Would and you say that's what she does? Would you say that featuring Tamar's clothing on your website was a was a big sort of get for you like that was a big uh, thing because she's so popular all over the country that was like a big deal that she's participating in your website yeah it was it's definitely a big deal and we're trying to get more of those that are you know very so popular in israel and we're, we just want to bring them so much to the state so we want we want everybody to know them and meet them and yeah she's definitely one of them that help uh like help uh make our website more um more professional and bigger um, we also have someone, uh, one of our designers, Yael Rosmarine, and she also, she's also very big here. She designs, uh, shrugs and shawls, and she lives also in Jerusalem, really close to me. And, uh, her stuff is also extremely unique and really one of a kind. A lot of her stuff are one size, and, you know, one size fits all, which makes it a little bit more difficult for the customer, but so far customers have been so happy with her product, and they're so comfortable, and a lot of shrugs and shawls to put over. So again, we're talking about women who, who come from the modest world, who, who are interested in, in dressing modestly and are providing all these solutions for m- m- women who are interested in dressing that way. Right, right. You have one woman on your website who sells um, headbands and uh, unique headbands, and she actually made Aliyah to Israel and now lives in Hashemunaim, talking about Toby Friedman. And what is her view participating with all these Israeli women as somebody who made Aliyah to Israel? I think that uh, I think that from what I from what I understand is that she feels uh, she feels like she is an Israeli woman. I mean, she doesn't feel any different from these other designers. She came to Israel and she feels very much part of this whole process and part of these designers. And she very much is, and she very much brings the Israeli style outside abroad. Not she's not designing American style uh, products, and you know she she's just as much Israeli as all the other designers. I think that um, for her it means a lot more because she knows what it's like to live in the states, and she knows what it's like to live abroad and to maybe not have these products and and not know where to get them. And you know she knows how to bring them to everyone around the world. Right, and certainly Much her products more. are very unique, and um, and she seems like a very very creative designer as well. Yeah, she's extremely creative and talented, and hand, all her stuff are handmade and really gorgeous. Wow. Yeah, um, th- this is a, a collection of what seems like very, very creative women, and like you said, you know, she's designing it by herself. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. Uh, I'm interested in hearing about Leia alone. I've been to Mitzperamon. She's from Mitzperamon. And uh, Mitzpah Ramon, I mean, is quite different than any other place in Israel, um, a very quiet place that is just surrounded by natural, gorgeous beauty. Um, what can you tell us about Leah alone? Um, so Leah lives in, uh, just like you said, she lives in uh, Mitzpah Ramon, and um, 
she she lives in the part of the community there is very very interesting because on the one hand it's a very secular community but there's this um there's something that a lot of cities in Israel now have which is called a Gar'in Tolani, which is basically a a Gar'in, which is a like a, a group of people that decide that they want to go live together, they're religious and they want to go live in a secular city and not be closed off in a gated community somewhere. So a lot of people what they so a lot of cities now have these uh Garinim Toranim where they go to all these cities and they live there and they try to bring uh again, maybe a little bit like Shlichut, like uh like doing national service but in cities in Israel. So she lives in uh Mitzperamon and uh and really she's been so um inspired by everything around her and, and her studio provides so many gorgeous artworks and you know, she, she sells so much and her stuff is so unique and beautiful and, and it's handmade, but it's, it's graphically designed. So she really designs things, um, and she computerized them. So it actually gives kind of like a modern feeling and it's not the old typical, uh, um, sign or door sign or, or picture frame. It's a little bit more than that. It's gorgeous and really, I mean, she gets so, such good feedback on the website pretty amazing actually a lot of christians are really i mean from what i know a lot of other people or christians are very interested in her artwork because again it really it you know it it means also stuff to them i mean it means a lot to them also and buying from israel as well so that's interesting because she sounds like a perfect fit for your website um not just because she sells beautiful artwork but also because she as a personality and she as a vendor is somebody who's sharing her love of Israel and her love of Judaism in that way and it's affecting the people around her as well yeah she's definitely um, doing that through her art I mean I think a lot of times art is also meant to to pass over some sort of uh, message and her artwork is definitely passing over a very strong and loving and warm message that in Israel and a very strong and War message from Israel to people around the world. Um, her art is very unique and it's just special. And, you know, it's not stuff you see every day. You don't run into her stuff uh, on a daily basis. Right, and it sounds like her artwork could really be something inspirational in your home as well. Yeah. I mean, it's something that you can look at. Once you put it on the wall, you can see it all the time and you can be inspired by it as much as you'd like. Right, right. Tell us about the, the sisters, Shira and Netta Drumer. Who were they? Um, um, there are two sisters who uh, were in the army, and uh, and they decided together that they were going to make kippahs for all the people uh, in their in in the army and where they are. Um, and I mean, they were both in two different units, and they started making kippahs to for all these uh, different soldiers. And then they realized that they can just open up a business and make a lot of kippahs that way. And uh, so that's what they did. So. You know, we're trying to sell their stuff abroad also, you know, spreading the word that you know, the same kippahs that all these Israeli soldiers are wearing are the same kippahs that we want to give to people in the States to wear. I mean, there shouldn't be any difference. It should be the same designs. Why not? Right. And we're so reminding kind of- everybody as you listen to this uh, program and you're curious about uh, what the kippah look like or what the artwork looks like, please go to the website, lilach.com. And uh, if you listen to today's program tomorrow morning on JM in the AM, you can win a gift card to lilach.com by answering a question about our interview today with Nava Freed. Um, Nava, your website has become so much more than just a marketplace. Um, I noticed that you have 
a bit of a blog, I guess, maybe not what you write, but you share interviews with people. And I saw one particular interview with a woman called Rivka Malka Perlman, and she shares her thoughts on hair covering. And why did you decide to include something like that on your site? Well, uh, we wanted to show that uh, women who cover their hair are basically, you know, there's a network for that. You don't have to be alone in the process. It's not something so easy to do sometimes. And sometimes women uh, want to hear what other women have to say about it and hear about the beauty of it. And um, so we decided to start doing all sorts of interviews, uh, interviews with women who maybe are um, a role model to a lot of other women um, and are maybe more well-known um, in the process. Um, so we decided uh, to share some of those thoughts with all our customers around the world, um, especially her thoughts, because, I mean, they're so special and unique, and, and they really give a feeling that, you know, it's something that you want to do, because this, look at this woman, she's so amazing, and she's covering her hair, so maybe I should, and, you know, that's kind of a message, a communal message that we're trying to send, and, you know, we're trying to build a community around it, and kind of like, not a support group, but it's, it is a community of women who cover their hair and, and, and do things like that and are looking for maybe a role model or to hear ideas. And Yeah, and interestingly, you also have a little tutorial on your website, how to tie a tichel. Yeah, we, we, we found that a lot of women uh, don't exactly know how to tie a tichel. I mean, we, we have these, like, unique tichels that you just, you know, kind of put on your head. And, and then, you know, there's all sorts of ways and all sorts of styles, especially in Jerusalem. You can walk around and see women covering their hair in all sorts of ways. And we, we wanted to bring those all those different styles to women uh, around the world. I mean, we have over 300 tichels, and, um, and they're all handmade, and they're all different. You know, some of them are half-cover where you kind of wrap them around a few times, and some of them are full cover, where we call them sinar apron, apron tichels, where they kind of look like an apron, and they allow you to cover all your hair, and you can even buy a tichel volumizer that actually gives you the perfect round shape in the back so that you can uh, cover and use it to cover your hair. Um, and all those things are just, you know, things that are part of our daily life in Israel that we're trying to, you know, spread the world around the world uh, to women, all sorts of women. And I think that the tutorial has actually been very helpful for women who are trying to, you know, they would want to cover their hair. They don't exactly know how. They're looking for new styles. They want to know what, what we did. So we have a few YouTube videos that actually show how to do it. Um, we have the actual tutorial that actually uh, tells people uh, uh, what they can do and how to cover and, you know, how to even buy one tichel and tie it in multiple ways because, you know, sometimes maybe you want to, re- we have some reversible tickles where you can, you know, tie it a few different ways or layer it differently or give a different effect every time so that you can have multiple uses for one uh, product that you buy because we want to maximize uh, your purchase. Yeah, what, what's interesting is that, you know, here in the States, I think a lot of women shy away from wearing tickles because they, you know, frankly, they think they're not their style or they think it looks messy or whatever, and and probably a lot of men feel that way as well. I don't know, but um, when you highlight it that way on your website, I think you see a whole other side to wearing your head covering in this way. And I wanted to just read something out loud to the listeners that Rifka Malka Perlman shared on your site, and um, she was asked the question: Tell us about a response you got when wearing one of your tichels. And Rifka Malka Perlman writes like this. 
My favorite moment was when I went to visit a friend who had breast cancer. She's a teacher and an artist. When she opened the door and saw me, her eyes lit up. Such wonderful colors, you bring simcha with you. She confirmed what I've always thought. Color is a great gift from God, and we're making a great mistake painting our beautiful, rich Judaism in too many shades of black. And she's highlighting, I mean, what I thought was so interesting about this particular point that she makes is that um, women who are who are covering their hair are thinking about themselves and how they look in it, but what, what Rivka Malka Perlman is telling us here in this particular post is what you can be doing for other people and how she affected one of her friends by wearing something so beautiful. I definitely think that a lot of women on our website uh, do that naturally by wearing our tichels because it's definitely been going around word of mouth. I mean, a lot of people just been coming back and they've been telling me that, you know, they heard from their friend or they saw their tichel from their friend and, you know, and they wanted to light up someone else's day or light up the room or however else they would like to light up the world wearing one of our tichels. And I think that's what's, um, what's important here. Um, I think that also women have to feel very pretty, like, and how they wear their modest clothing. And I think that we provide the perfect solution for that because you can still wear and cover your hair or dress modestly and still feel beautiful because our products are beautiful and we're, that's what we're trying to do as well. And uh, we're trying to bring those beautiful products um, to people as well. Yeah, I, I definitely think, you know, it's very clear, as you said, with your clear pictures on your website, that you really can look beautiful and look modest at the same time. Well, we're going to take another short little break here. And when we come back, uh, we're going to ask Nava if when she looked back at her year in St. Louis, if she has fulfilled her vision as she saw it then. More um, with something to talk about right after this. <laughs>
Beats here on the Nachum Siegel Network with Raubani and I'm Randy Wartelsky. Welcome back to Something to Talk About. And once again, we're joined by Nava Freed of Lilach.com. Nava, we started out this hour talking about your inspiration for your website, and I'm curious to know now uh, that you're six months into your website and six months into your project, when you look back at your year in St. Louis, do you think you've fulfilled your vision as you saw it then? Um, I think that my vision is something that I'm still working at every day. I, um, it's not over yet, and I feel that I have my whole life to fulfill this vision of really bringing a little bit of Israel to Jews all around the world. And I think that Lilah helped me and helped our designers really fulfill that vision because I know that they share that the same vision and the same desire as I have. Um, I would also like to tell everyone that I think that I hope that you find your vision and, um, and that you would find a way to fulfill it and stick with it for the rest of your life and figure out how you're going to do it best and um, and really spread the word about whatever it is that you your heart desires and your heart goes after and just stick with it because that's the best thing in the world. And it's the best feeling in the world when you get really amazing feedback and when you know that it mattered and you changed someone and you helped someone. Um, and I hope that uh, that's what Lilach.com will mean to a lot more people. And I know that that's what it means to me and my designers. And, uh, and that's it. And I really hope, uh, really hope that's it. I don't know. Yeah, I think your message is very inspiring. And the way you put it so eloquently is also very inspiring. And I wonder, I don't know if you have an answer to this question, but what do you hope to see from your site in 5, 10, 15 years down the road? What do you, what do you hope to accomplish or see you know, happen with the site? Um, I hope that the site just gets bigger and bigger and um, and that more people know of it and more people feel part of it and part of the community and they feel that they have a place to go when 
you know, they won't struggle in finding clothing or, or finding uh, hair coverings or finding anything that has to do with Israel because it's so close. And, you know, Israel's not far. It's far away physically, but, you know, virtually it's really close and it's just one, really one click away. And um, I hope that people will finally lock um, some, somewhat similar to, to that and um, be able to kind of click away and connect to the people in Israel and connect to these designers and these stories and, and be inspired and take these stories uh, forward and tell people about them and be excited about them. And, and, yeah, you and told us earlier... You, you told us earlier that there was one designer who was very well received by the public. How have you been received by the public? Do people email you? Do people contact you? And what has their reaction been to your site? Um, a lot of people have contacted me, and uh, you know there there are like thank God a lot of sales, and you know people are um, really positive about it and really patient and really understanding that it's the beginning and that we're just you know, going forward from here and, um, and and the reaction is positive and it's overall very positive and people are very excited about it and excited to get new designs and, and new fashion and new ideas and, you know, I mean, that, that's what Internet is also about, you know, trying to spread the word um, uh, fast and quickly to a lot of people at the same time and, you know, it's just really close to everybody. And, you know, as much as Israel is close to my heart, it could be close to everybody else's heart through our website. Absolutely. uh, Absolutely. Do you have a site in Hebrew as well, or is it right now just in in English? It's just in English. Um, We we might expand to to other uh, languages, but I think that uh, people in Israel have what they need in Israel. They don't need to go onto our website to feel those feelings. Right. I think that they feel it very strongly, and I think that our website is uh, trying to send those feelings uh, to people all over the world. And really, right. you know, they don't what would you say now to young girls deciding what to do in their years of national service? Based on your experience, what kind of advice do you have for them? Um, I think that they need to do uh, whatever they think that they'll contribute the most. And if they think that they're going to contribute in the Army, then they should run ahead and go to the Army and do as much as possible. And if you think that you can contribute in national service, then definitely do national service. Because here it's a very big dilemma for girls if they should do the Army or national service. And uh, a lot of girls struggle with that dilemma. And I think that at the end of the day, you really have to focus in on yourself and what, what are your strengths what are your weaknesses and how you can give the most and how you can do the most. And I felt that me personally, I could do the most, you know, wherever I was And in St. Louis, I felt that I could do a lot and I felt very fulfilled. And I think that you don't have a lot of chances in life to just give for two years. It's very challenging and it's very hard, but you know, you have to look at it as an opportunity to give and, and it's something that you want to do and something that you're, you're loving, you're, you're longing to do and you want to do it because you really want to give to your country and to your people and, everyone and um do you think that your you experience those, yeah i'm sorry go ahead and i think that when you have all those put together then you'll realize what you can do the best and how you can contribute the most right I, I, i'm wondering if you think that your experience and how affected you were is unique or do you think that most um most of the girls that come overseas or most of the girls that do national service in this way in communities outside of israel come home with that same sort of feeling that you did um, I, I'm sure that they come home with that feeling. Uh, some might even come home with a stronger feeling than I did, and some might come home with less. It just depends on how you take everything, and it depends on the community and 
and it depends on a lot of things that um, that, that you can go through during that year. And um, I think overall, a lot of girls come back feeling very fulfilled and feeling like they did their mission and they did their project and they, they did what they came for and uh, they pinpointed it and they're ready to go home at the end of the year and they're ready to just go back to their normal lives. Um, but I think that it's definitely, it was definitely an inspiring year and it was an important year and I really encourage people to do it. And I think that it, you know, as much as I gave to people, I feel like I got a lot from them as well. Um, and, uh, I think that my year never really ended because I still see them when they come to Israel and I still keep in touch with them. And I mean, that's what it is. You know, it's kind of like friends for life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, even though you don't see them every day, um, once in a while when you actually do see them, it, it seems like time never went by and everything's the same and you're back there again and as if you saw them every day. And I think that it's an experience that is good for both sides, also for the girls and also for the communities, um, Definitely. And, and, you know, when we spoke earlier, um, you know, before we, we sat down for, for our interview, uh, we were discussing how we discovered each other and how uh, you went to the Internet and you discovered Jamin the AM and Achim Siegel. And we went to the Internet and we discovered you and we made that connection, you know, as I said earlier, from one side of the world to the other side of the world, no, noticing that really, as you said, we're just a click away. Is there anything else that you'd like to share, you know, with our listening public about your site and about your experience? Um, I would just like to share that uh, I think that my experiences um, were unbelievably amazing in the community and the warmth of the community and and that the smallest things could really make a difference. And I think that we're really focusing on that on our website because even the smallest piece of clothing or smallest head covering could really make a difference in someone's life and I think that overall everybody wants to always make a difference and change things and help people and and be be more than what they are and do better and be better people and I think that our website is really trying to bring an aspect to that and of mine and of the designers on Lilach.com and uh, that's it we hope for the best and we hope that uh, we can really do it properly and bring the most we can in the easiest possible way. Well, we wish you good luck. And, um, you know, we're very, here, here it's something to talk about. We're very inspired by your website, and we encourage everybody to support Israel and to support Israeli vendors. And you'll see on lilach.com, you can't, you can buy, yes, you can buy the tichels and the modest head coverings, but you can also um, buy kippahs and you can buy beautiful Jewish artwork and um, and even more. And I'm sure as the site continues to grow, uh, so will the products. And uh, today we hope we've given you something to think about and something to talk about. Listen Up with Rabbi Chaim Hagler is up next. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow to JM in the AM. Answer a question about today's program and you can win a gift card to the lock.com. Thanks for listening to the Nachum Siegel Network. Let's give them something to talk about. Something to talk about. Let's give them something to talk about.